Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. How do you support artists in the age of streaming? I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Have you heard this track? There's a good chance you haven't because it's not on Spotify or Apple Music. This is a new remix of IVJ's song Vibrate by the Chicago-based DJ Cryptogram. Streaming services have made finding new music easier than ever, but musicians make mere pennies off the platforms. So how can you, the music lover, discover bands and songs that you love without feeding the streaming beast? Here to discuss is Sen Morimoto, musician and co-owner for the Chicago indie label Super Records. Also with us, Shane Bradley, a.k.a. DJ Moonlanding. He's also marketing director at Audio Tree Music. And finally, from Vocalo, our very own sister station is Stefan Biko, DJ and Chicago music connoisseur. Shane, let's get into it. We asked you all to bring us some new music that we can share with listeners. I am loving this track. Can you tell us a bit about it? How did you come across it? Yeah, honestly, um, you know, I got the heads up for this interview, so I decided um, I would kind of just go digging and uh, try to find something cool. So this one I really just discovered like a couple of days ago myself. Um, It's a remix from this guy, Cryptogram, who is probably my favorite house producer out of Chicago right now. Has a bunch of really great tracks, a bunch of um, really great remixes and things like that that definitely make into my sets a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I think that's just a, a really great song. I love the combination of R&B meets house. And I, in general, love how house music is such a great vehicle yeah. for all sorts of different genres and things like that. That was a bop, for sure. Yeah, right? Love that song. <laughs> so, Biko, I mean, you work in radio, right? So, I mean, your job literally is curating this playlist for the whole city to to listen to. So I wonder... What you think of streaming services like Spotify or Apple Music? I mean, from an artist standpoint, <laughs> honestly, I feel like streaming sucks from an artist standpoint. But, you know, um, because artists, they're receiving less than a penny. And I feel like that can be treacherous at times when you're trying to make some money, go get some food. You know, eggs cost like $4 now. So, you <laughs> <More>. know, <laughs> exactly. depending on where you are. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like in that standpoint, it it, it could be better, but. As a daily consumer, yeah, I go stream here and there, of course, but it can also be overwhelming. And I feel like my replay value and my replay repeat list is getting slimmer because it's just so much music coming my way mm-hmm. from the streaming services. What are your thoughts, Sen? Yeah, I think streaming... Some strong words there from Biko. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. It's definitely a problematic situation for the artist. You know, it's definitely, I think, something that the artist has to do still. Like, unfortunately, you can't really get by just, you know, only having your music up in one spot. So every artist has to put their music on Spotify, Apple, Bandcamp, everything together. And all of that as like a collective force can get the music out further. But mm-hmm. even then, it's it's really not even the music that's going to get the artist paid, you know. So for me, yeah, I mean, does, does as a musician clarify for us, does streaming help you pay the bills? No, I mean, like after some time those streams will add up you get like whatever hundreds of thousands of streams and you'll make 5 bucks or something but but you know and even on bandcamp it's like you get the full price of selling the record to somebody but even then it's it's not enough to pay the bill so the artist still has to go out and play shows which is even harder than it used to be because of the pandemic 
Um, so on, you know, as a fan of music outside of being a musician, yeah. I always find that like what I, the best way for me to support an artist is to listen to it, buy the record, and go to the show when they're in town and, and buy some merch. Like yes. artists are having yes. to create all these different sources of revenue. So there's a lot of different ways you can support an artist outside of just listening to it on a playlist. Yeah. Well, um, I'm wondering as an owner of an independent record label, how that changes. Yeah. I mean, as an owner of Super Records uh, here in Chicago, it's definitely tough to see both sides of it. Like, you know, seeing the numbers on how hard it is to get records out to people and whatever. But even then, you know, it's still the same case. It's like we're printing vinyl so that artists can bring those to the shows and sell some records in person. Hopefully that gets them to the next city, you know, to finish up their tour. But it really doesn't work just streaming the record. Yeah. Can, can I can I chime in and ask you briefly, like you, I heard you say print up vinyl. Have you seen sales increase in the vinyl market? Yeah, I mean, vinyl definitely became popular again, Okay, you know, post CD and streaming. Um, so it definitely is a crucial part of all of our campaigns for for artists that we're releasing music with. Um, but still, you know, it's just one of those revenue streams. Like the artist really needs to be doing mm-hmm. all of it, which is unfortunate and unfair, but that's just like the situation right now for musicians. All right, Sen, here's a track you brought. Kara Jackson released a few songs recently that you helped produce. This one's called Brain. Sleep isn't cheap. So this is like super soothing, um, almost a little haunting too. Tell us about Kara. Totally, yeah. Um, Kara Jackson is one of my favorite artists in Chicago right now. Um, we were lucky enough, me, uh, Namdi, Kaina, also collaborators in Chicago, got to work with Kara on uh, a new record of hers that's coming out this year. And they just have one of the most incredible songwriting voices. I think like their lyricism is so unmatched. Um, and, you know, they're, they're an artist who really started independent. Their last EP, uh, a song for Every Chamber of the Heart, mm-hmm. um, was released independently and, you know, threw it up on Bandcamp and got some notoriety, played shows. I, they're someone who I feel like a lot of people in Chicago have seen and really respected in the scene before, you know, their debut. Um, which, you know, yeah, just a good example of an artist who has had to do the full spectrum of, you know, releasing streaming, band camp, mm-hmm. doing the shows, everything, you know. Shane, back to you. You DJ under the name DJ Moonlanding, as I mentioned. We recently had the co-founders of the party Global Currency on the show. They basically called SoundCloud a DJ's best friend. I mean, is that a big resource for you? It's still streaming, but is it a better alternative to Spotify? Well, okay. I, first to start, I would say that everything um, that Pico and Sen have said about Spotify, I definitely agree with from an artist's perspective. Um, it seems kind of like an unsustainable model. Um, from my perspective as a DJ, it is a super important aspect of how I'm coming across music. Um, things like, you know, I check my release radar playlist every single Friday morning. Um, I, I make a point of following any artist that put out anything that is halfway good so that that release radar playlist will be filled with stuff that's actually relevant for what I'm into. But, you know, what's really great about SoundCloud, I, I would say it's DJ's best friend in a lot of ways, um, because there are just so fewer rules 
Um, there and you know this could probably arguably also fall into a pretty artist unfriendly aspect. But you know there are lots of bootleg remixes and things that um, wouldn't be able to make it to a real DSP like Spotify that absolutely kill on my yeah. dance floors. You know so. You know, it's also a really great place for remixes. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That is where I find all my, my totally, remixes, yeah, too. Yeah. sampled music on there, which, you know, I feel the same way about, like, I use YouTube, which, like, yeah. <laughs> to be totally transparent, like, actually pays artists even less than Spotify does. Right. But I think, like, with streaming, it's almost like you have to think of it as, like, a more of a marketing platform than it is, like, a place for record sales because really the the main point of it is discovery, like getting yeah. the artists out there in front of people so that people can go to the shows, buy records, buy merch. And so similarly, like on SoundCloud, it's like it's more about just finding the music there than it is about supporting the artist through that platform. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I really, to go back to what you said, Sen, about um, supporting the artist through record sales, through merch sales, through concert ticket sales, I'm getting a lot of this music that way, but I love to go backwards and, you know, pick up a record for home listening and things like that or get that T-shirt or, you know, those are, you know, really important aspects of, A, I just like to have those things. Yeah. I love to have those records, but so much of every part of my career is because these artists. So I think it's important to kind of pay that back. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We are talking alternatives to streaming your favorite tunes with Chicago music pros Sen Morimoto, Shane Bradley, and Stefan Biko. So not to put you all on the spot here, but how often are you actually buying music and where do you tend to get it? You first in. Usually, honestly, I find uh, an artist on either YouTube or Instagram, honestly, a lot. Like an artist is playing a show as part of a tour or something that I know and that's how I'll get introduced to someone. Um, and then I'll usually check out some videos <coughs> and usually just find stuff on their site. Like most artists are selling merch on Bandcamp or their own website. So I'll grab a T-shirt or a vinyl and that's usually how I come across artists and then become yeah. a fan and support them. Are you buying music, Shane? Yeah, I really love going record shopping. I wouldn't say it plays a factor in my music discovery really at all. Um, I'm buying records for stuff I know I love that I want to chill out and listen to at home. Um, you know, a lot of times for for smaller stuff, um, things like Bandcamp or SoundCloud, I'll buy some tracks that way. What about you, Biko? You know, you just you got me thinking. Back in the day, uh, Sasha, I used to buy a lot of records and CDs. I used, I used to buy music videos, you know. Really? Uh, now, today's like time. Like on iTunes? Like yes. for your iPod? Yes. Yeah. I used to buy videos. <laughs> like I mean, nowadays. I used to buy cassettes <laughs> right. and CDs, but do you yeah. remember music those videos. Like, MP3 pieces you could buy that just had like one song on them or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's. Uh, Let me go back to that. <laughs> it brought me back. So, yeah, I, I used that. to literally buy music videos. But in today's time with streaming being so, you know, um, yeah. favorable, I haven't bought a record in quite some time now, and I'm talking about digitally. Now I do support and buy merch. I've bought. I don't even have a vinyl player, and I've bought several <laughs> vinyls. <laughs> so, like, I try to support on on that aspect as far as buying merchandise, t-shirts, or if they have a copy, an actual physical CD. Yeah, I buy. You know, that's how I've been supporting purchasing music lately. I love that. Well, I'm gonna stick with you, Biko. Here's the track that you brought along. It's called "Still" by Ko, featuring Femdot and Paris Price. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta see it through from all angles. Life get harder when your options more broader and your women less thankful. Feels like the winners get darker, more painful. Everybody trying to rank you. 
But still I rise out the frying pan straight into the fire. Look at God, granddaddy from the MI, crooked letter I. Play rookie for my whole life, just looking from the sides like they stabbed me in the back. So already loving this groove, Biko. Is this a track that's making it onto Vocalo? Yeah, that's, uh, it's landed okay. on Vocalo as of last week, and it's been spinning this week. And it's looking like he may land in our rotation as of New Music Tuesday. So you may nice. hear it again with soon. On reset, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we bring you back, for sure. What is it that you like about this song? <laughs> right off the, the, the back, the instrumentation, it, it had me moving. Um, it gives you like that old school feel. So the instrumental, it, it caught my attention. And then KO's cadence on top of the record, like he's a lyricist. Uh, I, I enjoy music like that where there's content within uh, the song. So, yeah, KO, he's representing the South Side as well. And, yeah, that's really what I enjoy most about the song. And it features Femme Dye, it features Paris Price. So he has some singing as well as uh, some additional unity within, uh, within the track. Yeah. Well, you know, Shane, we've mentioned a few times in this conversation Bandcamp. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for those listening to us or watching us who aren't aware, what is it and drive home for us why it's popular among independent artists and DJs and labels. Sure, yeah. Um, I guess I'm not exactly sure the best way to label Bandcamp. It's sort of a, an artist media, merch store, all of those different things. You can go there and stream music that you like. Um, you can also purchase music um, from, from that platform, whether it be individual tracks or albums. One of the special things about it is that it's typically more of a direct line to the artist. Are you a fan of Bandcamp, Sen? Oh, totally, yeah. <clears throat> um it's been a huge part of releasing music for, you know, especially indie labels like Super Records here. Um, the other track actually I brought today uh, was featured as like Bandcamp track of the day when it or album of the day when it came out. So like they're definitely giving good looks to independent artists who are trying oh, to get their okay. name out in a way that's, uh, you know, pretty difficult on larger streaming platforms, stuff like that. Well, Shane, here's a track that you can find on, on Bandcamp. Uh, Fingy is a Chicago-based producer. This one is called Turns to Gold. This is another good pick from you, Shane. What stood out to you about this artist? Well, you know, I was initially introduced to Fingy. Um, I also work for Lincoln Hall and Shubas. So um, they played a show at Shubas, I believe, for the These Days Artist Showcase. And then I think they also opened for Louis Ufman, or Ufman, one of those. They recently did um, a session for Audio Tree that's going to release on February 9th. I think the thing that stuck out to me about it was... I love the energy. It gets you moving, but it's still chill. It's still mature. The vocals are kind of haunting and almost like, I don't know, they have sort of this this old aesthetic to them. Like it'd be on like, uh, I don't know, 1950s, like AM radio or something like that. Yeah. Well, as an artist and, and owner of a record label, as we've mentioned, what do you want to say to folks listening to us who want to maximize their support of artists that they love? What should they do or, or keep in mind? I feel like I'm a broken record at this point, but go to the show, buy a shirt, buy a record. You know, you got to support outside of just streaming the music, listening to the music. And um, and honestly, yeah, just word of mouth, you know, share the music that you love with people. What You know, even if you got to put it on the on the devil Spotify's playlist. <laughs> Biko, what about you? What, what do you say to folks who they're like, you know, I want to make sure my money goes to these artists 
that I love so much. I mean, I agree with us saying you the best way to do it is honestly, you have to support outside of streaming like you have to. Uh, and, you know, buying the merch that goes directly to the artist's pockets, um, which I think a lot of people don't really realize that. No, they don't. You they know? don't. Until they go to the show and then you, you, it's so easy to walk past that merch table and just think, oh. Right. You know. me, oh, the line's it. too long. <laughs> right. <laughs> most, most artists, you know, as a touring artist, I know like most of the time you get home from a tour and the only money you made was on the merch. You know, you play mm. shows and you got to pay gas, hotels, the band needs money. Every, You know, there's a lot of expenses on a tour. So when you get back, you may only have made what you made off the shirts, you know. Yeah. So it's a big part of it. I mean, there's also now like different platforms to support artists in, in other ways too, like uh, Patreon, models like yeah. that, where you can kind of become a subscriber or a fan of an artist monthly and you receive, you know, mm-hmm. access to demos, stuff like that. Art, a lot of artists are branching out. And, you know, I mean, even just seeing how many artists, even kind of bigger artists, yeah. with big fan bases make these platforms is a sign that artists are really struggling right now, you know? My mind is still blown at the fact that you said sometimes you'll finish a show and the only money you made was from the merch. Where is the money from the ticket sales going? <laughs> it's really expensive to tour right now. I mean, if you, everyone knows, you know, Gas prices are up. Staying at an Airbnb is are no cheaper ever? than staying at a hotel now. You know, you've got a bunch of bandmates that need to be fed and need yeah. to be paid fairly. And it's hard for yeah. everyone involved. So yeah, exactly. The everything. Prices the prices for everything went up except for the band. We started out talking about eggs. Now, yes, man, everything is up. It's rough right it's now. Up. What would you add to this conversation, Shane? How can how can folks support? Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, we pretty well covered it with those. Um, Maybe I'll hit it from the angle of the person who's listening right now who doesn't have the income to spend on this type of stuff. Um, Stuff that helps me, you know, for I'm not really an artist, more of a DJ, but, you know, that follow, that like, that sharing a song with your friend. um, You know, there are other ways you can support that are Mm -hmm. generally meaningful. That word of mouth. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think... um, for what all of us are doing is we're trying to build an audience and then we're trying to monetize that audience so then we can pay our rent and eat food. Um, So, you know, if you're not able to contribute to that monetary aspect of it, maybe it's about contributing to that audience side of it. Yes, share, like, retweet, subscribe. (laughs) That means a lot. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, before we let you guys go, tell our listeners, our viewers, where they can find you. I'm guessing not Spotify. (laughs) <laughs> no, I like I said, you know, I'm on Spotify, I'm on everything because you have to be as an artist now. It's it's really difficult to just be direct on, you know, Bandcamp, whatever. So look me up. I'm San Morimoto. <laughs> I'm on all the places you can find music. Um, check out Super Records here in Chicago. Support the artists in the community. And where do we find you, DJ Moon Landing? Yeah, um, so you can find me on Instagram, DJ Moon Landing. Um, someone else took DJ Moon Landing, so I had to use zeros instead of O's. So, uh, <laughs> so, so look it up that way. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, one other thing I wanted to say was um, before coming here, I realized, you know, I'm, I'm working with uh, house music and dance music a lot. But a big majority of that is not based out of Chicago. Um, and in my quest to find some specific contemporary house, art, uh, house producers here in the city, not like your classic 90s deep house, um, you know, I found it was a little bit challenging, actually. So I would love if you're out there and you're a producer and you produce house music and you're in Chicago, please hit me up. Send me your stuff. I want to check it out. I should <laughs> add on that note, uh, Super's actually doing their first electronic showcase in Chicago. Oh, cool. At um, Podlachey. 
Uh, it's a awesome. club with uh, Lennon, Dusty Patches, who's the other artist I brought a track from, uh, Kiki Cuomo. It's going to be a sweet night of electronic music if you're yeah. trying to find new artists oh, in the city. Oh, I love city. this. Sounds good. This. I'll be there, yeah. And February 17th. Where can we find you, Biko? Well, you can find Sin Morimoto, Fingy, and myself on Vocalo, uh, 91.1 FM. Uh, I'm there Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, serving you all up some fresh joints, new music, and some of your, your daily favorites. Uh, you can also follow me at Official Biko. That's Official B as in boy, E-K-O-E. If you'd like to submit your music, that's Vocalo.org slash local music. Again, Vocalo.org slash local music. We'd love to hear, you know, help to help people discover you as an artist. So. Awesome. We've been speaking with Stefan Biko, morning host on our sister station Vocalo, Sen Morimoto, co-owner of Super Records, and Shane Bradley, who's a marketing director at Audio Tree Music. Thank you all. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Sen, we are actually going to go out on that second track that you brought for us today. You've already hinted at it. It's going to be from Dusty Patches. Yes. Who's Dusty Patches? Uh, Dusty Patches is the artist name for Pat Mitchell. He's a Chicagoan who's, you know, comes from the DIY scene as a guitarist and vocalist, songwriter. Uh, but this is his uh, debut electronic project. It's it's a it's actually all a live performance of his played through modular synthesizer um, that he released on Super Records nice. last or in December. Yeah, and, and it's called Displacement. This episode of Reset was produced by Ethan Schwab and Andrew Merriweather, who also edited this episode. Catch all our music segments on Reset by subscribing to our podcast. That's all for this episode. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Information continues to come at us faster and faster. Sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.